0: Hello, and welcome to our first ever podcast, one that we hope will be a regular medium for communicating our outlooks, views, and positioning in fixed income markets and our mandates. My name is Paul Sandu, and I am the CIO of Merit Investment Management, and we have entitled this first podcast, How Central Banks Deliver When They Have Promised Too Much. This title is essentially a reference to central banks who are promising rates at the zero lower bound for an extended period of time while at the same time promoting higher growth, higher inflation and requesting outsized fiscal policy support. bond markets are now testing the resolve of central banks to deliver on this promise and as we saw this week the repercussions are rippling across all financial asset classes. Today we want to review what merit expected in terms of interest rate movements, what has happened of late, where we are going from here and our fund positioning and strategy. So what did we expect? Our macroeconomic analysis, which incorporates our models on economic growth, inflation, monetary policy, fiscal policy, assigned the highest probability in the first quarter of 2021 to a scenario of stronger growth, higher inflation, accommodative monetary policy, and persistent fiscal policy impulse. In other words, an improving economic cycle, which is positive for risk assets and modestly negative for rates. Our analysis assigned a 1.35% to 1.55% fair value for the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield. Based on this analysis, our view was to lower duration across our mandates, add credit exposure in moderation given where valuations were, add some inflation protection, and adjust the geographic exposure of the portfolio given the higher probability of fiscal policy and rate volatility in the U.S. In broad terms, this was the right positioning, but we could have been materially more aggressive on the duration bet. The speed of the recent move was not anticipated. For that, I take full responsibility, as I know from experience that the bond market does not take prisoners when it comes to testing the resolve of central banks, and bond markets are typically ahead of central banks rather than followers. Before we move on to discuss our forecast for rates and credit markets from here, It might be useful to examine what exactly happened this past week which caused the shocking spike in interest rate markets and the resulting fallout in other financial assets. The recent initial backup in interest rates was a result of a stronger-than-anticipated economic recovery in some jurisdictions such as the US and the UK due to a speedier deployment of the coronavirus. In other words, a faster reopening. This prompted a rise in inflation expectations which began to reprice sovereign bond markets further. This move was exacerbated by interest rate markets building a bigger term premium for increasing government bond supply due to higher deficit as deficits in fiscal spending, large corporate hedging of interest rates ahead of future issuance, and a break of important intermediate technical levels in the bond market. The impact of these measures on the speed of the rate back resulted in an incredibly poor seven-year U.S. Treasury auction this past Thursday, which felt like a mini-bond vigilante trade, in other words, a bond buyer strike. Within seconds of the seven-year auction results, 10-year U.S. Treasury spiked 10 basis points higher from the already year-to-date highs. The rapid repricing of the US Treasury market reverberated through sovereign bond markets and in some some cases forced central banks like the RBA in Australia and the BOK in Korea to intervene to stem rates in their markets. In other words, forcing central banks to keep their promises. It is also causing problems for central banks in other jurisdictions where the economic recovery is slower, like Europe and Canada as an example. To figure out how those central banks keep their promises when rates are rising so rapidly in the U.S. Friday brought a significant rally to bond markets in the U.S. and U.S. 10-year treasury yields rallied 22 basis points from their high print on Thursday. Most of this recovery in yields took place between 3 and 4 p.m. when passive funds had to buy due to the large month-end duration extension in bond indices. In our view, Friday's price action was not like a confidence has returned to the bond market trade. So where do we go from here? We expect outsized volatility to persist in the bond market and for the other and for that matter other financial assets for for the next three months. We expect a range on the 10 year u.s. treasury to be one point two five to one point75 post Thursday's financial market price action. Some have suggested it is time for the Fed to take some action. In our view, this is unlikely to happen unless the volatility in financial markets tightens financial conditions materially. This would have to come from a large drawdown in equities, much wider credit spreads, or a dampening in consumer confidence. One important thing to think about as bond yields are rising and are posting greater levels of volatility is second derivative trades of the rise in global interest rates will come under pressure. So look for investment grade and high yield credit spreads where valuations are not particularly attractive to come under a bit of pressure. CDX IG, which is the US investment grade credit default index, is currently trading at 57 basis points. We see the range on CDX to be 50 to 70 basis points over the next three months. Pressure on interest rates and risk markets are going to create a forceful dynamic for central banks to deliver when they have promised too much in an environment where the economic recovery and inflation expectations appear to be inconsistent with monetary policy. In the long run, we think central banks will be right that interest rates are on hold or low for an extended period. This is due to the fact that the initial strong recovery from the global health pandemic is unlikely to have legs. Post early 2022, growth will revert to below trend, leading to to a medium-term outlook of slow growth, low inflation, and low yields. As many of you know who have listened to me in the past, you'll remember this outlook is based on our view that high levels of global indebtedness, low population growth, and weak productivity growth are persistent headwinds to a new economic cycle. The short-term test of Central Bank Resolve versus this long-term view that economic growth will be tempered and inflation subdued creates a recipe for volatility that we are well positioned for. Many of our mandates, such as FSB and MET, have high cash positions to benefit from the rise in short-term interest rates and the widening in credit spreads so that we can add significant yield to those mandates. Our active mandates, such as FGO and CBAR, have also, also have strong cash positions, are underweight credit, and actively manage duration in a wide band. Finally, our core bond funds, FIG and CIIG, which have outperformed their benchmark year to date, are underweight credit and continue to manage their duration tactically. Even, we did this even last week, you know, adjusting our duration at least three or four times over the course of the week. Look for these mandates to be more aggressive in the future. In short, fund strategy will focus on buying credit on a correction in valuations and focusing on adding duration on excessive backups and rates. On the duration management front, given March is likely to bring heavy corporate bond issuance, we might be more compelled to sell and rates and, and to, uh, sell and rates to buy weakness. If you have any questions on this commentary, our fund positioning or performance, please reach out to your CI wholesaler or our marketing team, Roberto, Mark, Chris and Sean. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next podcast.
1: This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward looking, that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing.